Chapter Twelve of Zastrozzi, a Romance. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Martin Giessen. Zastrozzi, a Romance by Percy Bysh Shelley. Chapter Twelve. Still sat Matilda upon the rock she still contemplated the tempest which raged around her the battling elements paused an uninterrupted silence deep dreadful as the silence of the tomb succeeded matilda heard a noise footsteps were distinguishable and looking up a flash of vivid lightning disclosed to her view the towering form of zastrozzi his gigantic figure was again involved in pitchy darkness as the momentary lightning receded a peal of crashing thunder again madly rattled over the zenith and a scintillating flash announced Zastrozzi's approach as he stood before Matilda. Matilda, surprised at his approach, started as he addressed her, and felt an indescribable awe when she reflected on the wonderful casualty which in this terrific and tempestuous hour had led them to the same spot doubtless his feelings are violent and irresistible as mine perhaps these led him to meet me here she shuddered as she reflected but smothering the sensations of alarm which she had suffered herself to be surprised by she asked him what had led him to the forest the same which led you here matilda returned Sastrozzi the same influence which actuates us both has doubtless inspired that congeniality which in this frightful storm led us to the same spot oh exclaimed matilda how shall i touch the obdurate verezzi's soul he still despises me he declares himself to be devoted to the memory of his julia and although she be dead he is not the less devotedly hers what can be done matilda paused and much agitated awaited sastrozzi's reply sastrozzi meanwhile stood collected in himself and firm as the rocky mountain which lifts its summit to heaven matilda said he to-morrow evening will pave the way for that happiness which your soul has so long panted for if indeed the event which will then occur does not completely conquer verezzi but the violence of the tempest increases let us seek shelter oh heed not the tempest said matilda whose expectations were raised to the extreme of impatience by zastrozzi's dark hints 
heed not the tempest but proceed if you wish not to see me expiring at your feet you fear not the tumultuous elements nor do i replied sastrozzi i assert again that if to-morrow evening you lead verezzi to this spot if in the event which will here occur you display that presence of mind which i believe you to possess verezzi is yours ah what do you say Zastrozzi, that verezzi will be mine inquired matilda as the anticipation of inconceivable happiness dilated her soul with sudden and excessive delight i say again matilda returned sastrozzi that if you dare to brave the dagger's point if you but make verezzi owe his life to you sastrozzi paused and matilda acknowledged her insight of his plan which her enraptured fancy represented as the basis of her happiness could he after she had at the risk of her own life saved his unfeelingly reject her would those noble sentiments which the greatest misfortunes were unable to extinguish suffer that no full of these ideas her brain confused by the ecstatic anticipation of happiness which pressed upon it matilda retraced her footsteps towards the castella the violence of the storm which so lately had raged was past the thunder in low and indistinct echoes now sounded through the chain of rocky mountains which stretched far to the north the azure and almost cloudless ether was studded with countless stars as matilda entered the castella and as the hour was late sought her own apartment sleep fled not as usual from her pillow but overcome by excessive drowsiness she soon sank to rest confused dreams floated in her imagination in which she sometimes supposed that she had gained verezzi at others that snatched from her ardent embrace he was carried by an invisible power over rocky mountains or immense and untravelled heaths and that in vainly attempting to follow him she had lost herself in the trackless desert awakened from disturbed and unconnected dreams she arose the most tumultuous emotions of rapturous exultation filled her soul as she gazed upon her victim who was sitting at a window which overlooked the waving forest matilda seated herself by him and most enchanting most pensive music drawn by her fingers from a harp thrilled his soul with an ecstasy of melancholy tears rolled rapidly down his cheeks 
deep-drawn though gentle sighs heaved his bosom his innocent eyes were mildly fixed upon matilda and beamed with compassion for one whose only wish was gratification of her own inordinate desires and destruction to his opening prospects of happiness she with a ferocious pleasure contemplated her victim yet curbing the passions of her soul a meekness a well-feigned sensibility characterized her downcast eye she waited with the smothered impatience of expectation for the evening then had sastrozzi affirmed that she would lay a firm foundation for her happiness unappalled she resolved to brave the dagger's point she resolved to bleed and though her life-blood were to issue at the wound to dare the event the evening at last arrived the atmosphere was obscured by vapour and the air more chill than usual yet yielding to the solicitations of matilda verezzi accompanied her to the forest matilda's bosom thrilled with inconceivable happiness as she advanced towards the spot her limbs trembling with ecstasy almost refused to support her unwonted sensations sensations she had never felt before agitated her bosom yet stealing her soul and persuading herself that celestial transports would be the reward of firmness she fearlessly advanced the towering pine-trees waved in the squally wind the shades of twilight gained fast on the dusky forest the wind died away and a deep a gloomy silence reigned they had now arrived at the spot which Zastrozzi had asserted would be the scene of an event which might lay the foundation of Matilda's happiness. She was agitated by such violent emotions that her every limb trembled, and Verezzi tenderly asked the reason of her alarm. "'Oh, nothing, nothing,' returned Matilda but stung by more certain anticipation of ecstasy by his tender inquiry her whole frame trembled with tenfold agitation and her bosom was filled with more unconquerable transport on the right the thick umbrage of the forest trees rendered undistinguishable any one who might lurk there on the left a frightful precipice yawned at whose base a deafening cataract dashed with tumultuous violence around misshapen and enormous masses of rock and beyond a gigantic and blackened mountain reared its craggy summit to the skies they advanced towards the precipice matilda stood upon the dizzy height 
her senses almost failed her and she caught the branch of an enormous pine which impended over the abyss how frightful a depth exclaimed matilda frightful indeed said verezzi as thoughtfully he contemplated the terrific depth beneath they stood for some time gazing on the scene in silence footsteps were heard matilda's bosom thrilled with mixed sensations of delight and apprehension as summoning all her fortitude she turned round a man advanced towards them what is your business exclaimed verezzi revenge returned the villain as raising a dagger high he essayed to plunge it in verezzi's bosom but matilda lifted her arm and the dagger piercing it touched not verezzi starting forward he fell to the earth and the ruffian instantly dashed into the thick forest matilda's snowy arm was tinged with purple gore the wound was painful but an expression of triumph flashed from her eyes and excessive pleasure dilated her bosom the blood streamed fast from her arm and tinged the rock whereon they stood with a purple stain verezzi started from the ground and seeing the blood which streamed down matilda's garments in accents of terror demanded where she was wounded oh think not upon that she exclaimed but tell me ah tell me said she in a voice of well-feigned alarm are you wounded mortally oh what sensations of terror shook me when i thought that the dagger's point after having pierced my arm had drunk your life-blood oh answered verezzi i am not wounded but let us haste to the castella he then tore part of his vest and with it bound matilda's arm slowly they proceeded towards the castella what villain verezzi said matilda envious of my happiness attempted his life for whom i would ten thousand times sacrifice my own oh verezzi how i thank god who averted the fatal dagger from thy heart verezzi answered not but his heart his feelings were irresistibly touched by matilda's behaviour such noble contempt of danger so ardent a passion as to risk her life to preserve his filled his breast with a tenderness towards her and he felt that he could now deny her nothing not even the sacrifice of the poor remains of his happiness should she demand it matilda's breast meanwhile swelled with sensations of unutterable delight her soul borne on the pinions of anticipated happiness flashed in triumphant glances from her fiery eyes 
she could scarcely forbear clasping verezzi in her arms and claiming him as her own but prudence and a fear of in what manner a premature declaration of love might be received prevented her they arrived at the castella and a surgeon from the neighbouring convent was sent for by verezzi the surgeon soon arrived examined matilda's arm and declared that no unpleasant consequences could ensue retired to her own apartment those transports which before had been allayed by verezzi's presence now unrestrained by reason involved matilda's senses in an ecstasy of pleasure she threw herself on the bed and in all the exaggerated colours of imagination portrayed the transports which zastrozzi's artifice had opened to her view visions of unreal bliss floated during the whole night in her disordered fancy her senses were whirled around in alternate ecstasies of happiness and despair as almost palpable dreams pressed upon her disturbed brain at one time she imagined that verezzi consenting to their union presented her his hand that at her touch the flesh crumbled from it and a shrieking spectre he fled from her view again silvery clouds floated across her sight and unconnected disturbed visions occupied her imagination till the morning verezzi's manner as he met matilda the following morning was unusually soft and tender and in a voice of solicitude he inquired concerning her health the roseate flush of animation which tinged her cheek the triumphant glance of animation which danced in her scintillating eye seemed to render the inquiry unnecessary a dewy moisture filled her eyes as she gazed with an expression of tumultuous yet repressed rapture upon the hapless verezzi still did she purpose in order to make her triumph more certain to protract the hour of victory and leaving her victim wandered into the forest to seek zastrozzi when she arrived at the cottage she learnt that he had walked forth she soon met him oh my best zastrozzi exclaimed matilda what a source of delight have you opened to me verezzi is mine oh transporting thought will be mine for ever that distant manner which he usually affected towards me is changed to a sweet and ecstatic expression of tenderness oh zastrozzi receive my best my most fervent thanks julia need not die then muttered zastrozzi when once you possess verezzi her destruction is of little consequence 
the most horrible scheme of revenge at this instant glanced across Zastrozzi's mind. "'Oh, Julia must die!' said Matilda, "'or I shall never be safe. Such an influence does her image possess over Verezzi's mind, that I am convinced, were he to know that she lived, an estrangement from me would be the consequence. Oh, quickly let me hear that she is dead. I can never enjoy uninterrupted happiness until her dissolution." "'What you have just pronounced is Julia's death-warrant,' said Zastrozzi, as he disappeared among the thick trees. Matilda returned to the castella. Verezzi, at her return, expressed a tender apprehension, lest, thus wounded, she should have hurt herself by walking. But Matilda quieted his fears, and engaged him in interesting conversation, which seemed not to have for its object the seduction of his affection, though the ideas conveyed by her expressions were so artfully connected with it, and addressed themselves so forcibly to Verezzi's feelings, that he was convinced he ought to love Matilda, though he felt that within himself which, in spite of reason, in spite of reflection, told him that it was impossible. End of chapter 12 Recording by Martin Geeson In Hazelmere, Surrey